Welcome to the Financial Bites Podcast. I'm here to share news and numbers important to social media creators, influencers, entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone else. And I do this in bite-sized podcasts. So in the past few weeks, the price of Bitcoin and other digital currencies has absolutely taken off. So today we're going to talk about the tax effects of digital currency and how do we account for this stuff. Hi, my name is Chris Passmore and I'm your social media CPA. So just in the past few weeks, Tesla invested $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. So this was the first step by a corporate company to take this on as a company asset. In the past, it's been individual owners, but now you've got a company legitimizing this asset with this huge stake in Bitcoin. And even today, it's trading at almost $50,000 per Bitcoin compared to a year ago where it was $5,000 per Bitcoin. So you can see there's tremendous momentum towards digital currency and the various platforms that are available. So what does that mean for you, maybe as an individual Bitcoin or digital currency owner? First, I wanted to talk about the tax implications of owning and trading in Bitcoin. And then second, we'll talk about the accounting. How do companies like Tesla actually put this asset on their balance sheet? So first thing is the tax impact. Well, Bitcoin is treated like any other property or investment, similar to stock in Apple, Microsoft, or other publicly traded companies. And you only have a tax effect when you purchase and then sell that property or sell your Bitcoin. The amount of tax that will be due when you sell the Bitcoin is based on how long you've held that particular asset. It's the concept of capital gains and there is short-term capital gains and long-term capital gains. For Bitcoin owners who buy and sell those Bitcoins in less than 12 months, you are subject to short-term capital gains, which is normally taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. If you go on to Google and just search tax brackets, you'll see based on your income what your average tax bracket is, let's say 20 to 24%, then that's the amount of tax you'll pay on the gain, the amount of profit you made from when you first bought that to when you sold it. If you've hold your Bitcoin for longer than 12 months, you're eligible for a favorable tax treatment under long-term capital gains. And this is where the tax on the profit is at a lower amount than your ordinary gains, let's say 15 to 20%. There is one catch though for Bitcoin because it is becoming a form of digital currency in order to pay for services or goods. Keep in mind, anytime you use Bitcoin to pay for services or goods, you then have to calculate your capital gains in order to know your tax impact. So if you use Bitcoin on Wednesday to buy a car, then you trigger a taxable event because you've now traded property 
realized a gain or loss on that property and then use those funds to buy your car. And if you're transacting in Bitcoin at several times throughout the year, each one of those events trigger a tax event. I would compare this to having stock in Apple. And if every time you had a major purchase for you, a car or something similar, and you sold Apple stock, each of those triggering events would be taxable. It's the same thing for Bitcoin. So if you're holding your Bitcoin as a long-term investment, it's not as worrisome, but if you're using it for regular transaction and purchases, then know that your record keeping will be very important because you'll have multiple taxable events throughout the year. So then thinking further of how do we account for Bitcoin? How will Tesla account for the $1.5 billion that they put into Bitcoin just a few weeks ago? Well, the accounting for Bitcoin under generally accepted accounting principles is to treat, be treated as a intangible asset. And it makes sense, right? Bitcoin's not a real thing. You can't put it in your pocket. But the resulting accounting frankly doesn't make a lot of sense. So I want to explain first how did we get to the treatment of an intangible asset. And I'd like to believe that we ended up here almost by process of elimination. And think about all the alternatives. Could we treat coin, Bitcoin as cash or cash equivalents? Well, right now Bitcoin and other digital currencies aren't being recognized as legitimate currency. So that was the first thing crossed off the list and said because Bitcoin and digital currency is not a legal tender, therefore we cannot treat this as cash. So then the next possibility is financial instrument, accounts receivable. Under generally accepted accounting principles, there needs to be a contractual obligation to a benefit. And in this scenario, there is no contract. There is no contractual obligation. So that's why we can't treat Bitcoin as a financial instrument. Uh, the last possible alternative is inventory or a commodity. Well, generally those are tangible items, meaning you can touch them, you can feel them, you can put them in a safe in your bedroom closet. Well, Bitcoin is not tangible. Digital currency is not tangible. So you can't consider this inventory or commodity. So that's what I mean by process of elimination. That pretty much leaves us with intangible asset treatment under generally accepted accounting principles. So the actual accounting then for a Bitcoin asset is at cost and it's treated as an indefinite lived asset means it's always at cost. You don't amortize that over a period of time or depreciate it. It is permanently on your balance sheet at cost. And also you have to review that asset, that Bitcoin investment for impairment on a regular basis. And impairment is meant to measure when there is a significant reduction in the value of the intangible asset, in this case, Bitcoin. And this is where one of the fundamental problems is. Because Bitcoin is volatile and it's trading at higher and lower amounts frequently, you could have a triggering event where you purchased your Bitcoin today at $50,000. And in a month, let's say it's $40,000, you could have an impairment. When that happens, you have to record a reduction on your balance sheet to that lower amount. 
and that's permanent. You can never recapture that amount. So even if Bitcoin bounces back up to the amount you paid or past that, under generally accepted accounting principles, you can never recover that. It's a permanent reduction. And that's where the fundamental problem for digital currency is under our, our current accounting framework. It doesn't reflect the economic reality of this asset. So that's where most service providers in my area are encouraging our standard setters to develop a unique crypto specific set of guidance that will allow companies to treat cryptocurrency, digital currency, similar to your publicly traded stock where it's revalued at fair market value on a regular basis and those gains and losses are recorded on the income statement as it changes in value. So we are requesting from our governing bodies to make that change, which I think will more accurately reflect the nature and economic reality of Bitcoin. But until that happens, uh, we are stuck treating them as intangible assets under the cost basis with impairment review, as I mentioned before. So look for the upcoming Tesla financial statements, the public documents to see how they disclose this, how they treat this, and it may shed some light on the fundamental problems and also put pressure on our governing bodies to come up with better accounting framework for digital currency. Well, I hope you found that information useful talking about both the tax and accounting implications of a, a very trendy and robust asset right now. I think digital currency will continue to be a growing part of our economy and whether that will be widely adopted in business practices is unknown, but I do think there's tremendous potential there. Well, if you have any questions about cryptocurrency, please feel to reach out to me directly. I'd be happy to talk about your own personal investment in digital currency or how to account for it. Thank you, and I look forward to speaking with you again. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Financial Bites podcast. Check back regularly for important accounting, tax, and business tips for you and your business. <laughs>